You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. More info and opinions on Big Red than one station can handle. Now on two stations, Big Red Overreaction Postgame on 1620 The Zone and 101.9 The K. Sound off, 402-951-1620. Big Red Overreaction is sponsored by Burton AC, Heating, Plumbing, and more. When your plumbing's hurting, just call Burton. Equitable Bank, we take banking personally. And Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. With Gabriel, here's Gabriel. Steps up in the pocket, looking for the first down, has running room, and more. Gabriel down the sideline, burst of speed, at the 20, cuts it back. Dylan Gabriel, touchdown, Oyo, 61 yards. That was a uh, the scramble to make it 7-7 in that first quarter as Dylan Gabriel went uh, largely unimpeded to the end zone and that set up a long string of touchdowns by Oklahoma that were largely unimpeded 49 to 14 is your uh, yeah it was is your final it, score it, go ahead it, it was Connor it was and I know it sounds silly at the moment you know to think back in a 49 14 game but that was sneaky a big play because up until that point I mean again third down you know, right yeah, they're down seven nothing, and Nebraska's defense, you know, has done fairly well. It could have been a second straight series with a punt because that was like a third and seven or something like that uh, when he took off, and and then not only to convert the first down but to turn it into a touchdown. And, and we talked about in the outset, you know, living off of the emotion. Well, that's where some of the emotion started to wear out, and it was like, oh crap, we just got slapped in the face. We got a ball game. Yeah, now we got to play football. You- and now we got to play football. And so, again, emotion is great when you're playing with momentum, but, you know, the other team's got a chance too. And and that's why I came out of this thinking, man, if I'm an Oklahoma fan, I'm feeling pretty good about myself right now because uh, this was a team that came into a hornet's nest and did not panic, even though uh, they got down a little bit early. Yeah, they'll have K-State next week. Uh, K-State is down 7 nothing, by the way, to Tulane uh, midway through the second quarter there. Ooh, should I turn that on instead of uh, Wisconsin? I don't need to watch Wisconsin, do I? Uh, yeah, you can uh, flip it on. Let's see here. Uh, ESPN Plus, ESPN I believe, ESPN right? Plus, there you go. That's where... Uh, Why not? I mean, I pay, what, eight bucks a month for that thing? Might as well use it, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, there was another score quickly before we go back to the phones. Uh, yes, halftime. Cal 10, Notre Dame 7. Oh, Marcus! Yeah, tough start here for... Uh, hey, I thought he'd be okay. After an inspiring start against Ohio State, um, they they lose last week to Marshall, and they're down 10-7 at half against uh, Cal at home. Is All Aaron right. Rodgers playing for Cal? I wouldn't feel as bad if, if that were the case. Is... is uh... No, is beast mode is beast mode in the backfield for Cal. No, you know who Cal's quarterback is? It's uh Purdue transfer Jack Plummer. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, see, okay, it's all right. You know, Notre Dame, you're fine. It's Jack Plummer. <laughs> yeah, we love Jack Plummer. <laughs> Big red overreaction is brought to you by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. Back to the phones. We're here for you guys. 
Uh, and it is Brian on the Los Hills Harley Davidson hotline. Brian, what's up? Oh, not much. I uh, just got back from the game and uh, just kind of sitting here thinking, uh, I, I don't know, what's, what's, what's it going to take to turn this thing around? I mean, who's it going to take? Because none, none of these candidates jump out at me. I mean, it's just, I don't see anybody that's a sure bet that's out there. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, Brian, and thanks for the call. It's, I, this is my opinion. I don't think, and while none of the candidates that are being meant, that are being mentioned right now are flashy, and maybe that's the reason why the urban thing is getting so much traction among the fans, just because he's like the, the flashy one out there. I just don't think Nebraska needs flash. I think one of the things that's becoming really, really evident to me, John, is like this program was operating, and it goes back to the thing that I was just talking about before, but Nebraska was operating so far below of what they could have been, even for the talent level they have. And, yeah, they, they need to upgrade talent. They always need to upgrade talent. But I think one thing that's become really clear is that, and should have definitely become clear in the 2021 season, when Nebraska won three games and that was a you know an experienced team an old team and 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 a pretty talented team as well that's got a couple guys in the NFL right now but I just, they they were just operating so far below like what i'm trying to tell you is i don't think we have an appreciation yet for how bad scott frost was like, no i don't I, I don't and so and maybe that doesn't come until the next coach comes in and I just don't think the formula is all that difficult. So, so maybe when, you know, maybe there's no flashy names and flashy hires out there, but I just don't think they need one because all I think they need to do is just operate how they can operate. Well, I'm going to say something that's going to come off as a hot take, and it's not really a hot take. Scott Frost left this program in worse shape than Mike Riley did. Because, I mean, this year, this year was all about slapping on Band-Aids and tourniquets on injuries that were a lot more internal than external and 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 this program is is is, you know think about what next year is going to bring you brought in all these you know some people use the uh, term mercenaries who knows how many of those guys are going to be back next year how many foundational guys do you have in this program that were brought here to be here for four years and that's again a big part of what these next couple of weeks are going to be about is to find out some of those guys but you know, when, when when the dust settles on this season, um, you know, Nebraska's got a stark reality of what is going to be left behind and what the next coach, whoever that person is, yeah. is going to have to build from. Obvious, and, hind- obvious hindsight, John, but a lot of people were saying at the time, it, it's, it's never been more clear now. This move should have been made after 2021. Oh, agreed. Yeah, I mean, you know, now now this year is gone, and we knew that, you know, already. Um, but you're right. Now, who knows what happens with the roster for the remainder of the season? Who knows what happens with the roster after the season? And I'm not, I, don't, I don't know that this roster is full of guys that you that you need to bring back, but that will that will determine how successful you can be in the short term under the next coach. And right. you know, it's 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 never been more like this. This was a gamble. This was a huge gamble, and it did not pay off. And it's becoming more and more obvious week by week how much 
of a gamble, how much of a lottery ticket it was in order for Nebraska to have any sort of success this year. And and see, that's the that's the that's the risk reward. You know, a lot of folks have been complimentary of Trev and hey, you know, maybe giving Frost the next year just to prove to everyone, hey, this wasn't going to work under Frost. But the the cross to bear because of that is because if you would have made a change last year, yeah, you would have been out a few more million dollars, but you'd already be along in terms of who the next person is and and what they're able to grow from from here. Now, you know, we can and it's not even a point we need to necessarily argue a whole lot. Obviously, there were a lot more power jobs open last year uh, than will probably be open this year. So the field that you have to pick from, you might have a better crop, if you will, to choose from versus last year when you had, you know, five, six, seven, eight programs who were high level or mid to high level blue bloods changing out coaches. Nebraska would have been fishing in in some pretty crowded waters this year. They're not, at least for the moment, they're not fishing in very many crowded waters, but you know, uh, either way, you, you've got a mess left behind and whoever's coming in next is going to, you know, have to work pretty hard to, you know, put their stamp on early. Connor Happer, John Bishop with you on Big Red Overreaction, brought to you by Burton. When you're plumbing certain, just call Burton. Uh, we are on 1620 The Zone, 101 and 101.9 The Keg, also 1620 The Zone TV. You can comment there as well. Uh, continuing to take your phone calls, back to the Les Sills Harley-Davidson hotline with Kyle. Hey, Kyle, you're on Big Red Overreaction. Hey, how's everything going? It's all right, Kyle. Uh, the first thing is, when I watched the first uh, nor- the Northwestern game, I knew we were in trouble. Just from the defensive line standpoint, there's no rush, nothing going on there. So I knew it wasn't going to be a good season. But in hindsight, um, why why is no one on board with Mickey Joseph becoming the head coach? I mean, there's a little bit of talk about There's not a lot. Nobody? It's all about. It's all about Urban Meyer. Well, Urban Meyer is not a program builder, not in his age. Maybe when he was younger at Utah, but not anymore. And I think that would be a travesty for us to hire him. I think we should get behind Mickey Joseph because I think he's a, you know, he's a black and white type of guy as far as how he comes across and he speaks the truth. He's not talking a bunch of BS like most other coaches are. And, uh, just give me your take on why is there not more talk about Mickey Joseph being the head coach? We're always talking about the guy from Iowa State, the guy from Kansas State, and all these other, you know, high-level, well, more high-level coaches like Urban Meyer and stuff like that. I think Mickey Joseph is the person we need to go to. He's a great recruiter, and I think he could get kids behind him and we could build up this program because, honestly – the Nebraska fans, which I've been my whole life, we need to get behind our coach, and it's not going to be a quick turnaround. It's going to be three to four years. It's not – we're not, a, you know, these southern schools that can just turn around everything. So i just like to hear comments on why we can't get more behind Mickey Joseph and why we always got to talk about all these other guys that can bring in this program because I think that he would build our program. Thanks, Kyle. Well, apparently you haven't been uh, paying much attention because, man, there's, there's been a, a few times. There's a lot of support for Mickey. <laughs> there's been a lot of support for Mickey Joseph uh, this week, and especially after some of the interviews he's given. My philosophy, Connor, very quickly is this. Ask me in November. Ask me in November what I think of Mickey Joseph and his candidacy. I want, I want to give him space to do the job he needs to try to do right now 
Ask me in November because you have time. You don't have to make a decision today. Ask me in November. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. And 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 I, uh, this will be a good audition for him. They 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 have a chance to make something out of these last eight games. Um, you know, maybe today aside, but you see the growth, and that in in a sense will be his audition. Okay, uh, let's take a uh, let. We have a special guest. Damon Benning is called into uh, Big Red Overreaction. Uh, Damon, what's uh, are we are we making you angry? What's going on? No, 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 no. I'm not. You know what I think is funny though? Like nobody's ever asked Mickey if he wants to be the head coach. So a guy's got to want to do that and have that be his goal versus what we want him to do. I just, I just think that's funny, right? Like Great before point. we rule out a guy or we don't give him enough credit or whatever, just say, hey, you know what? We just say out loud, you know what? We don't know if Mickey really wants to be the head coach. That's the first place to start, and then you can have the conversation. Second, Urban Meyer's not coming here. Like, I, I think the, the, you're not making me mad, but the thing that makes me mad is you ever you ever been the person or dated the person that comes across as desperate? It's annoying, mm-hmm. right? Like, it, nobody wants to be around that person. Urban Meyer is a is a desperate move and Nebraska in my opinion doesn't need to be desperate and I know you're probably like oh man I agree here you go logging on to the Homer network Damon outside Damon outside of the whole dating thing which I don't have a lot of experience in even in my past I'm agreeing with you 100 percent so here's the thing like you know and I you know I was on the, the the national radio broadcast so I'm up like John you know both you guys do so I'm up on the seventh floor, right? I'm I'm on the in the auxiliary radio room, and I'm watching everything, and I'm I'm pitting it against what I think I know versus what people tell me, and nobody wants to hear this, but Nebraska has their their number one biggest problem. Wow, what a time for the for the audio to go out. That you can't even you can't even deduce talent. You you can't even begin yes. to assess what kind of talent they have until you figure out how to get guys to maximize. Because it's like what we're doing, and I'm I've never been more convinced of this than ever. What we're really doing when we say, "Oh man, we don't have power five guys," or "We don't have group of five guys," or you know, our right tackle sucks or whatever it is that we say. We don't even know what it's like to critique players when they're when they're operating at their maximum. That's it. We're basically <laughs> trying to deduce what kind of guys they are when either they're one giving half ass effort or they've been half ass coached. Right? Like it, it's not you're not comparing apples to apples. So you have to wipe the slate clean. There are a lot more guys around the country than the guys that have less talent than they do at Nebraska. So even though today Oklahoma was playing fast and we couldn't get Canick, you know, the player of the year in Kansas, we thought we were going to get him, and a guy ends up with 11 tackles and whatever tackles for losses. If he was at Nebraska, he wouldn't have looked like he did today, but Nebraska was in position – to sign him. Damon. So we got to stop with the whole 
just a sweeping judgment on guys. Like, it's a mess. I Guys, I, and I'll, you can ask me anything you want to. I watched a player today. I watched a player today not make a tackle. He got up. He was kind of chirping a little bit. Didn't get lined up in enough time. Got beat on an inside slant. Gabriel threw the ball high, and he took himself off the field. He immediately ran to the sidelines. He sat in the furthest corner, which isn't even the defensive side of the bench, and he sat there by himself. Why would I try to critique that guy's talent when I know that he's not all in? It's selfish. It's about him because they're not emotionally invested in what they're doing. I don't care what it is. If I don't care about the outcome, you can't. the only thing that you can judge about me is that I'm giving half-assed effort. You don't know if I'm a good employee or a bad employee. You just know that I'm not all in. The other thing, we had two guys that came off the field. They took their own helmets off out of We may have uh, we may have broke up there. DB yeah, still we, there? Yeah, I think we we lost him officially there. He dropped off, but uh, you saw the one. I think it was I think it was Newsom who who pulled his own helmet off um, on on one of those plays over on the sideline. But this is what right. I'm saying. Look, John, I just wa- we're watching the Oregon game in the studio. I just watched Jordan Riley. Jordan Riley's giving him great effort, great snaps. He had a sack uh, on on the previous possession. Like Jordan Riley, who never sniffed the field. Here at Nebraska, barely because you know he was behind some other guys. But this is—he's—he nailed it. Like this is it. We can't even get an accurate representation of what this program is right now because I—I I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I say the next two weeks. I mean, it, it's beyond that, but especially these next two weeks, it's got to be about the players. It's got to be about the players and finding out what you have and who is ready to go all in. Who is ready to push their chips to the center and saying, "I'm here." Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play, yeah. and I'm ready to give you maximum effort. Damon, a- anything else? Anything else is window dressing at this point. That's what the next two weeks have got to be about in the short term. Damon, you can go ahead and finish your thought there. Yeah. So you know, and it wasn't. It was Newsom the second time. It was Buford the first time. And listen, I like Marcus Buford. I I, I actually think, you know, with proper tutelage, and if you invest in them. I actually think that's definitely salvageable, and it's more than a serviceable player. And I listen, there's there's 60% of the listening audience is probably rolling their eyes, but I'm telling you, Nebraska's done more with less. The thing that Nebraska's got to do is you have to have a basic benchmark of what was acceptable, what is acceptable, and what isn't acceptable. And it's easy for me to sit here and say what I would do or what I what I wouldn't do. But, you know, there's this certain level of of, of bare minimums or, or, or prerequisites that you have to meet in order to put on the helmet. You, you guys know how I feel about a couple of guys that have been in and out of the doghouse, halfway in, halfway out. But Nebraska still somehow trots these guys out there because they feel like they have to. I'm going to say this, and, I, and you guys can fire away. There's so many things that are erosive and corrosive to this environment that one man can't do it. 
this game isn't an indictment on Mickey Joseph. I think anybody with half a brain knew that it was this game wasn't going to be a referendum on whether he could be the guy or not. You have to clean house, not with necessarily personalities, but with temperament. It's not enough for one, two, four, or five guys to inject what's in their veins in, in five, six, seven other guys. You need guys that think collectively so their, their mindset can, can, we can in, be injected into the veins as the group as a whole. Look no further than the first five minutes of the game. I'm watching Nebraska warm up. I'm watching them jump around and high five. They come out. They look like world beaters. Tremendous tempo, better rhythm, good pace. Defensively, they overcame a couple of sloppy things early and, and got a couple of stops. A third and seven, and a quarterback houses a 61-yard run. We kind of thought he went out of bounds. He didn't go out of bounds. Then Nebraska's got to regroup, Right. We, we, we bounce the run outside, we miss an easy pass, and guess what kicks in? It's not talent. It's your emotional psyche. That's what has to come to the surface when you don't get the results you want to immediately. Sometimes you just have to hang in there. And this has become a team that has lost the inability to hang in there. I don't know if it was coaches – you know, sharing too much with players. I don't know if it was a coach that modeled behavior that wasn't about hanging in there. I don't really know for sure. I'm just telling you it is a losing culture because people aren't willing to hang in there and get their teeth kicked in. I've said this two trillion times, you guys. Being tough is just being willing to get beat up. It's not any fancier than that because when you run from a fight, I don't – you're not very tough. You know, if you're willing to get your ass kicked, maybe you're not very smart, but you sure have a, a toughness that that is pervasive with your mindset that lets you know that you're willing to go there. You can't evaluate Nebraska's talent until Nebraska shows you from top to bottom with their personnel that they're willing to go there. Yep. I, Damon, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. It was the one thing that we talked about. Well, um, I, I don't know. Do we have any follow-ups for him, or should we just let uh, should we let Damon? Drive? I mean, I, I mean, DB said it all, and he's been saying it for a long time. This isn't this isn't even just a, a Frost era thing. This is this is going back a while. but it's been exa- it's been exacerbated by quick fixes. You don't bring yes. in Kane Williams and and more. you. How many scholarship DBs do we have? And you can only play six guys. Like something's wrong. Like, you, you get a guy from Alabama, he comes in here, and listen, he didn't come in here in great shape. I mean, people close to me know what I thought about some of those guys coming in, and I've even relayed, uh, you know, I'm like, hey, listen, you know, th- this isn't what you guys think it is. You have to press pause. But still, when you show that you're desperate by needing a quick fix, if I can't get a date for homecoming, and I take the next available thing just because she's available. You think that Dave thinks it's anything more than about that night? It absolutely isn't. So why would you expect 18, 19-year-olds to think the same? Oh, man, you know, they're for me. Like, it's just, it, it's, it's not going to happen. So 
when we start thinking coaching searches and whether Mickey's a guy, you know what it's really about? I, I swear to goodness, I, I've never been more convinced than watch, watching these guys today because I know Coach Joseph is about that life and he has long-term sustainability because he likes to compete. I'm now more convinced than ever. It, whomever the guy is, it's not fancy. It's the ability to stay the course when the course gets a little rocky. The talent is secondary, not necessary. It's always going to be great to have good talent. But to win and compete in the big – is there anybody that thinks Iowa isn't going to win eight games? No. They'll find a way. Does. Why? Because it's Iowa, and they'll find a way. And this is indeed as president of the Iowa fan club. I'm just telling you how powerful the mind and culture is. They need way more talent. They're throwing to me, Connor, and you, Bishop. But you know what? They'll find a way to win eight games because they believe they will. I just use them as an example, and I'll take the criticism where it comes. Thanks, Damon. Damon, thanks. Appreciate it. Have a great rest of the show. That's Damon Benning, everyone. I, I mean – I have no thoughts. I that's I mean that's he just eloquently put what we were trying to what we were saying before. I mean by the way by the way is your is can you hear that from all the way across the room? That's not me coughing. Yeah, I know it's not your that's, you coughing. That's my boy coughing. That's Sam coughing at the other end of the I room. I hope he feels better. <laughs> Give your kid a lozenge. We're feeling fine. Everyone's fine. Everyone's fine. <laughs> I need to mute my mic a little more often. <laughs> All right, uh, I, we got we've had some callers that have been sitting around for a while, so let's let's take a quick break. We'll get to you guys right on the other side here. Big Red Overreaction is brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill, and it's on sixteen twenty the zone and one zero one nine the keg. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully, it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by thirty percent in twenty twenty three. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S. based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.